Hello and welcome back to the Thundersticks podcast. I'm your host Ben Kreider and today I'm going to be talking about the recent movement of both Josh Hall and Paul Watson Jr. Paul Watson Jr. is in, Josh Hall is out, major moves coming out of Oklahoma City. I'm going to be breaking down the two transactions and I'm going to be giving my opinion on all of that. Of course, there's going to be a DraftKings Sportsbook offer you guys will not want to miss in this podcast, so just make sure to stick around for that. But just teeing things off here, I just want to break down the two moves in general. And these are two separate moves, so this isn't one, you know, like a a trade per se, where one's in, one's out, effective immediately. As I'm currently recording this, Only one move has been made, and that is Josh Hall being waived by the Thunder. That has been issued for press release by the team. As for Paul Watson Jr., it has not been officially announced. However, I will say that a lot of sources have come out confirming the news, a lot of which are very, very credible. Ryland Stiles of Locked On Thunder is one of them. He did an amazing job covering this story. So I'm just going to be kind of telling you guys what happened here. And the first move that dropped to the public came from Kelsey O'Brien of BasketballNews.com, and it said that Paul Watson Jr. was signed to a two-way contract by the Oklahoma City Thunder. And looking at this, not even from an outside perspective, but just looking at it, if you've been breaking down the roster, if you've been following the team, you know that this move was not possible at the time this had been tweeted. The Thunder, after Vic Krejci had been signed, they were at full capacity. 15 guys on NBA-scale contracts and two guys on two-way contracts. And that's not even including guys like Jalen Horde or, heck, Charlie Brown Jr., where, you know, they could return. Obviously, Horde's not linked. Charlie Brown Jr.'s non-guaranteed. I guess Gabrielle Deck is as well. But let's say Deck's in, Krejci's in, that's 15-2. and two. You can't move anything because you have Aaron Wiggins as a two-way contract and Josh Hall was signed as one two weeks ago. So it was not possible. And a lot of people, they were kind of skeptical about this because it wasn't, it wasn't even an option, really. You know, they thought an Exhibit 10 would have made sense whenever I first saw this story. I thought, hey, maybe it was an Exhibit 10 because... The Thunder, they had two young promising guys in Aaron Wiggins and Josh Hall, but we found out that this was true, and we found this out through Josh Hall being cut or waived by the team just an hour later. So this got dropped by Ryland Stiles, as I mentioned before, uh, and then you had the team actually officially make this statement on him. And this is pretty interesting, and I'll go into my opinion, of course, a little bit later on. But just the whole timeline of Josh Hall is very perplexing to me because the Thunder, they didn't have to give him a qualifying offer. You saw guys like Svi Mihailuk and Tony Bradley, for example, hit this offseason. Tony Bradley never got a qualifying offer. It was $5.2 million. I understand not picking that up. Svi, on the other hand, his was $2 million. They originally picked it up, but then they decided they didn't want it anymore. So they did not pick up Sfee's qualifying offer. And he was an unrestricted free agent, wound up with the Toronto Raptors. And for Tony Bradley, he went to the Chicago Bulls. But they didn't really use the qualifying offer that much. And they dropped $1.5 million 
on giving a qualifying offer to Josh Hall to make him a restricted free agent. And typically when you see a qualifying offer being used, you don't use it for two-way deals. I think the last one that I can really recall, and it's two, but whenever you had Boston, I don't know if they're still the main red claws. I think they might've rebranded a little bit, but they gave qualifying offers to Taco Fall and Tremont Waters last season. They got them back for a second year. That's like the last time I can remember someone doing that. So traditionally, qualifying offers are going to be used for bringing someone onto a 15-man roster. They didn't do that for Josh Hall, and I kind of saw that as a luxury uh, when it first happened. So you had that go on a month ago. This was about the beginning to middle of August. And then after the conclusion of Summer League play, the Thunder decided to give him that second two-way spot. And we know that Aaron Wiggins got the first one. He was very impressive. Josh Hall, he had a very impressive conclusion to his Summer League campaign as well. So you get someone on, it seemed like he was going to be good to go. 20 years old, 6'9", might fill that prototype in for you. But they kind of pulled a 180, swept the rug right under him. He has been waived. However, there is a bit of a caveat to this because the Thunder are still interested in keeping Josh Hall. This also comes from Ryland Stiles, but he says that multiple teams are interested. And honestly, I don't even know if you need a source for this because it's just simple. It's simple. He's a 20-year-old, six foot nine. He can do a lot for you. And he has a lot of untapped potential that really has not been seen to this point. Whenever we looked at Josh Hall, he was able to play in not even half of the Thunder's regular season games because he was dealing with knee injuries that were nagging throughout the entire timeline, in addition to health and safety protocols kind of keeping him away from the court. But to end things out, he played 21 games, averaged 4.1 points, 2.8 rebounds, and 1.3 assists. Biggest thing here was that 25.11 rebound outing he had in his regular season finale against the Los Angeles Clippers. But he's gone. As Styles said, though, he could come back. I would assume the Thunder would give an Exhibit 10 deal to him. And for, I guess, an example, last season, what the Thunder did, they gave an Exhibit 10 contract to Jalen Horde. And what that does is it gives them access to training camp, even preseason play. However, what happens is whenever you know the regular season starts you got to go down to the g league and what happens for the thunder side that's beneficial they have first dibs on taking him on so for jalen horde he was on that exhibit 10 he got a b for the oklahoma city blue let's say for example he wanted to play for the greensboro swarm or just any other g league team it doesn't really work like that. If he's going to go to the G League, the Thunder, they kind of have that qualifying offer to say, we want him or no, we do not want him. And then he'd enter the pool of players that could get picked up by other teams. So if the Thunder were to get him on a Exhibit 10 contract, that's a home run. I think on a two-way contract, it was pretty suitable. Do it for a second year, but Exhibit 10, no loss here. That contract is really just nothing, and he's going to be able to have the entirety of the G League season to prove himself and maybe work up to that two-way or even a full-scale roster spot at some point, but it's not just going to be the Thunder anymore. They don't have that qualifying offer. There's no safety blanket to kind of shield him from other teams. Other teams are going to be actively calling up his agent, actively trying to make their pitches, get him on a two-way contract, maybe an Exhibit 10 deal, 
and he could get, you know, a roster change. He could be taking on another jersey, and that is kind of that. So it's a bit of a risky move, but the Thunder, they probably really thought this through a lot, and I know they did because that's just the mind of Sam Presti. You can never really pick at it, know what's going on with him, but it looks like they're pretty sold on Paul Watson Jr. because they got rid of Josh Hall. This is the guy that they're going to fill the roster with. And just a little bit about Paul Watson Jr., He's 26 already, and he's six foot six, so he's going to play the two or the three. He's kind of more seasoned, though, when you compare him to the rest of the Thunder's roster. If you want to include Josh Hall, I guess without him, there's 12 guys under 23 or even 24 years old, so they're relatively youthful here. Paul Watson Jr. bringing him on to a two-way deal. He's going to be able to play 50 games with the Thunder. He can be in any sort of team practice. There's no limitation on that. The only deal though is you cannot exceed 50 games. Other than that, he's probably going to be playing with the G League team, but he's kind of up there and there's a lot of guys at that two and three position, but he kind of has proved himself since he went undrafted in 2017. So he's been a pro for a while, had a stint in Europe before bouncing around the G League, played for the Westchester Knicks, and then he got an Exhibit 10 deal from the Atlanta Hawks, played two games there, and then he played for the Toronto Raptors. The big thing though is last season, the Raptors brought him on to a two-way deal, just like the Thunder are doing right now, and mid-season, I think it was December, so I guess around the beginning, they actually converted it to a multi-year deal. Now that got cut off, I believe for some of the trades that they made, but yeah, he got waived off of that deal. He was on a multi-year contract though, and he was able to play 27 games for the Raptors last season. Pretty decent averages for him. 4.1 points, 1.7 rebounds, and 0.6 assists while shooting 46.9% from distance. And with that, he was taking 2.4 shots a game. That's pretty damn impressive if you ask me. Now, you do need to kind of look at things where, hey, like... He didn't have a ton of games. I think, though, for 27 games, 2.4 attempts a night, he was out there a lot, and he was making people pay. He didn't start a lot. He didn't have the limelight due to the Raptors kind of being depth-heavy uh, in the backcourt, but he did get to play twice in the starting unit, one of which was against the Orlando Magic, second-to-last game of the season for him. He had a career-high 30 points in this game, had four rebounds to go along with it, and hit eight three-point shots. So this is a guy who's going to be a sharpshooter for you. He's going to be a vet because he is 26 compared to the rest of the roster. He's definitely a veteran presence, and he's going to give you another body to work with in the backcourt. So pretty interesting move by them. When you compare regular season stat lines, there's not much to it. One of them, though, is more of a vet with Josh Hall, kind of a prototype working around the small forward position. But before I get into my opinions on both of them and whether I think the move was a good one, I want to let you guys in on a special offer from my good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up to this because you do not want to miss out. 
you guys are interested in this deal, go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, or if you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. But now, into what I think on this deal. This is a very, very interesting one because you look at a guy like Paul Watson, I think on the surface level, if you just want to grade it on if the Thunder is a playoff or contending team, who's going to be more valuable for that sort of roster? I'd probably side with Paul Watson here because he is a bit more well-rounded. I think his resume overall is much better than Josh Halls is. If you need someone who's going to be able to hit threes, be a catch-and-shoot guy, but kind of play behind the scenes, sort of like a Kenrich Williams, that's probably what I'd give Paul Watson's, you know, role to. I think he can do that to a decent level. Now, obviously, there's going to be some ups and downs with a guy like him. I talked about how he had that 30-piece against the Orlando Magic, went 10 of 13 from that game, 8 of 11 from downtown, and 20 of those points actually came in the third quarter. So he was just on fire. No one was stopping him. Thing is, though, the very next game was against the Oklahoma City Thunder. He shot 0 of 10, went 0 of 6 from downtown, and did not score a point. I remember doing the game preview for this one, and I think I had Paul Watson as like a person to watch because... That was kind of his game. I mean, for fantasy season, that's kind of nearing the end of things. That was a major pickup at the time. And I think I was thinking about, you know, claiming him off the waivers. Did not do that. Kind of beneficial to me because that was his last appearance for the Toronto Raptors. But he can be a bit up and down. And, you know, those two games, I think, are kind of a bit iffy because he wasn't playing starting minutes. He was used when it mattered for the Raptors, kind of in a bench roll to where he was playing single digits, or if he was breaking into the double digits, it hardly was anything at all. But he can be a volume guy who can get it done, not just from the three-point line, but also penetrating to the basket. He doesn't have a crazy handle on the basketball, not a decorated passer or anything, but he does initiate contact around the basket. Something I love. I think that's something Sam Presti loves. And then on the defensive side too, since he's six foot six kind of multi-positional to play at the two or three. I think that's why Sam Presti kind of pulled the trigger here, but he is 26 years old. And I just, I don't know, like when you look at the pecking order and you look at the rotation of the Oklahoma City Thunder, does Paul Watson really fit in here? Because we've had this conversation multiple different times. We've probably had it in regards to talking about Aaron Wiggins or even Josh Hall. I don't know if there's just instantly going to be minutes for them and I feel like if the Thunder pick him up he kind of gets minutes automatically because at the two or three it doesn't matter how you want to cut it Lou Dort and Josh Giddy are going to be taking you know the top tier of minutes at those two behind it you know you have 
Guys like Trey Mann, Ty Jerome, potentially Teo Maladone at the two. Hell, Kenrich Williams could be there at the two or the three. And then you look at what could happen at the three. I Like I said, with Williams, I think he's there. Isaiah Roby could be there. Jeremiah Robinson Earl to a lesser degree. And even Poku or Darius Baisley. And Gabrielle Deck is another one. I remember talking, same exact rhetoric here, yesterday about this. Because it's already so jam-packed. I think it's going to be very difficult to kind of break the seams of this rotation. Especially when you're already 26 years old. But I, I think... You know, Sam Presti has to love him because this is a move where I don't really expect Paul Watson to be on a championship level Thunder team. You know, we don't know what the timeline looks like for them because of how many picks are, that are currently on the roster. But we saw NBA.com rank them dead last in the Western Conference when it came to power rankings. I think league wide, it might be the same story there as well. They're not expected to make this major jump. They're kind of in that lower tier of teams where they're hunting for ping pong balls. I don't know if Paul Watson sways you one way or the other, but I will tell you, he's 26 years old. Josh Hall, you know, he's on the brink of turning 21 years old. Dude cannot even drink yet. And he's six foot nine, has a lot of potential attached to him. And when he got brought back on a two-way deal, I was ecstatic because I think a deal like that is just handcrafted for a guy like Josh Hall. Played prep school basketball, was a five-star, didn't want to take that traditional route, and honestly, it really didn't pay off for him because he did go undrafted. He was one of the highest available players, though, when it came to the undrafteds. The Thunder swooped him up, and reports were that they actually called at the back end of like the 50s to you know offer him. That was the first offer he got. He ended up taking it, and they just kind of rode off into the sunset with that one. But, you know, he was not, you know, given much of a radar going into draft day. The two-way deal is meant for people who slip through the cracks to kind of go out there and prove themselves. And I think under the previous provisions with the two-way contract, it wouldn't have been as beneficial to a guy like Josh Hall because he only had 45 days. And yes, that's great, but you're still kind of a G League player. With a two-way deal now where there's 50 games you can use, you can be on the full-time roster really the whole time. You can play 50 games, first 50 games on the Thunder roster, and then you make a decision. Like It can be a one-year contract at just the craziest discount of all time uh, if it needs to be. And I would have liked to see Josh Hall kind of under something like that. Even if not, he didn't get to play any G League basketball. He got one appearance and... It was really just inglamorous. I mean, he stepped out there. I think he was already shaken up. He was injured. I forgot how many minutes he got, but he was one of the uh, less impressive guys from that game, I'll say. You know, guys like Rob Edwards and Antonius Cleveland, they were the ones I was talking about. Josh Hall, just like, oh, hey, he played. And then he kind of got recalled back to the Thunder. So we didn't hear much about him. I think he would have been amazing to kind of lead as your star because the OKC Blue roster is gutted of talent right now. Moses Brown, he's with the Dallas Mavericks. Omer Yurt 7, he's with the Miami Heat. Jason Randall, he just got off a deal with the Magic. He'll probably take another NBA deal or go back to a pretty comfortable contract overseas, you know? Rob Edwards, he's the only guy that I might see coming back, but yeah, everyone else is taking European contracts or they're just on other rosters at this point. So 
you needed someone to kind of be the star here. They picked up Vit Kregi on a legit deal. I think Aaron Wiggins is going to be a solid contributor. Same with Rob Edwards if he's back, but those guys really aren't going to play the three for you. Josh Hall would have done that, and I think he could have been the star of the show for the Oklahoma City Blue. He could still be that if he wants to return. If I were him, I don't really know if I would automatically go back to the Thunder. I'd probably look at some options, see if there are two-way deals, because I do think he is definitely worth uh, a two-way contract. But he might be back, and that'd be great you know, for both sides, really, because he will get a lot of playing time there, and the Thunder could upgrade him yet again. But yeah, I think he was worthy of a two-way deal um, because of just what he did. And you check it out where he's injured a lot of the time. He didn't get to have that spotlight on him. He was rather inconsistent when he played, but he had those moments. And the final game where Moses Brown was playing like NBA Jam, doing whatever he wanted under the basket, Daniel Turu was getting dunked all over, Josh Hall was doing the same thing, put up the 25 and 11, and you can say those numbers don't mean anything. A lot of those finish, uh, finishes around the basket, I should say, like he was taking contact, he was taking those Hamadou Diallo hits where you're kind of just like parachuting down and you're kind of just hanging there and you kind of just got to beat out your defender with some strength and verticality. He's an insane athlete who has a decent handle on the basketball Love the mechanics on his shot, doesn't really go in all that often, but that is just a prototype that I think fits the Thunder so well and what they would want to be doing. I don't know if he's going to reach his potential. I think the floor right now really is kind of where he's at, where he's kind of just battling between getting into an NBA space, but I think the Thunder would have been a great outlet for him to perform, so it does suck to see him kind of in this current spot right now because he did have a couple of those glimpses where I would want him back. And I think even in the summer league too, he saved his best for last, had 17 points and seven rebounds in the season finale against the Spurs. So he was ready and it wasn't coming oftentimes from the three ball. I think that's kind of what needs to develop for him, but he has a lot of seeds and that's kind of something that I think every NBA team is going to look at. I don't think there's a single franchise that is not mentioned Josh Hall right now because there are still two-way contracts up for grabs. In fact, we just saw Justin Robinson. He played on a 10-day, even I think two 10-day contracts for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, he just got signed to a two-way deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. Like There are teams that still have room, not just in two ways, but also on the 15-man rosters, and I don't think he'd fetch one right now because of the market. There's still some other pieces kind of available, but for a two-way, I don't think it's out of the question that he would fetch a couple of offers there, and if he's going to be going to a team that needs small forward help, he'll be made in the shade. I think the Thunder, you know, they could have used him. Even at the small forward, they don't have a lot of true blood threes right now. Poku and Baisley, they could play the three, sure, but that's not their calling card right now. I'd say the power forward is where they've been kind of molded to play at right now. Lou Dort, he's a, you know, he's a shooting guard, and the good thing with him is, like, he is so defensively gifted, he can play at the three, but I think in a perfect scenario, you'd want to play him at the two. Josh Giddy, 
I think a small forward position is fine based on his height, but he's been playing point guard all his life. You know, if he's running the show, you can try to do the Ben Simmons route with him where you are going to play him at point guard. So they don't have someone (laughs) that doesn't have any strings attached when it comes to positions um, at that three. And Josh Hall was the lone member that I can think of that was kind of like that to where you were only going to play him at the three. And I feel like there would have been opportunities for him to play sometimes. Like the Thunder, they're still in this rebuilding mode where they're trying to ship off assets. They're trying to get more returns and they want to tap out all the potential they can. Josh Hall, that's a lot of potential you could have had up for grabs right there. I guess maybe, you know, I've talked about Watson filling in at the two, maybe at the three. Vit Krejci could have ousted him in that category because there's only so many people I guess you could hang on to uh, in terms of getting touches because even at the point guard and shooting guard, I've talked about it before. I might make a full-on episode, but Ty Jerome and Teo Maladon are in a dogfight right now for minutes, so it's brutal. I guess Vit Krejci could be the guy. I would feel like you know, you almost would want to go through some loopholes to get him to a two-way deal. Wave him off the guaranteed one, bring him on to a two-way. Would it violate a lot of regulations? It probably would, because the Thunder might have done it uh, otherwise if it was legal. But it could kind of just be something like that, where just a young guy like Krejci, NBA, uh, I don't know if you want to play him there. You can just bounce him up and down. That's what a two-way is for, and that's what Josh Hall does for you. Paul Watson, he's kind of like a Melvin Frazier Jr. when I look at what he's going to be. And I don't know this, of course, because I can't tell. This news broke like less than 24 hours ago as this is being released. So we don't know what the rotation is going to look like. But Melvin Frazier Jr. was a guy who the Thunder brought on to an Exhibit 10. I mentioned that he was going to be a gym. Whenever we picked him up, I actually thought he was on the 15-man roster. Found out later that was not the case. But I got to see a lot of him, uh, you know, with the Oklahoma City Blue. And the thing with Melvin Frazier is prior to being with the Blue, he was the star. He was running the show for the Lakeland Magic, dropping 20 points, just being an absolute ball hawk on the defensive side. He didn't get as many touches with the Thunder because of how many ball-dominant people there were. Xavier Simpson needed to take the ball up the court. Rob Edwards was looking to gun off threes all the time. Ty Jerome was there, Pokashevsky was there, Cleveland was there, the bigs were there, really just stacked to the brim, and he didn't get his opportunities, but the thing with him is he's this 3 and D person that, you know, the Thunder have just been super duper attached to for like five to six years now, and I guess the take is, you know, they gotta keep that going here. The guys like Terrence Ferguson are gone. You need to find someone like that, and even though it seems like they're constantly changing, they got all these giant guys who can handle the basketball around, they still, still got to find someone who can be a 3 and D player for them. And honestly, I think Aaron Wiggins does that. I think their play styles are kind of much of the same. So there might be even more contests. Um, if I had to take a guess... I would say that probably one of these guys after like the trade deadline or something could have their contract upgraded. There have just been hits after hits from the Thunder side, whether it's Lou Dort, 
Deontay Burton, Moses Brown, Jalen Horde, like they are uncovering people and it doesn't have to be two-way contracts. Like Horde was not one of them. I don't think Paul Watson's kind of in that area. I think he's more of an established piece. So I don't know how many trips he'd be taking down to the G League uh, as I think a guy like Aaron Wiggins might be, but he could still get his contract upgraded if someone gets moved or a two for one gets pulled off. He might be next in line. And then that's when you look at taking one of those guys who was on an exhibit 10 or just on another G League roster and playing them on a two-way contract. But me personally, I, I really like Paul Watson, but... I don't think the potential is there for him. I think he's going to be a steady bench player. Is he one of the top 450 guys in the world? I don't know. I think he's going to, you know, regardless of team, he'd be a productive bench player. With Josh Hall, I don't think you could play him on a playoff team right now just because we have not seen enough from him. But it's also kind of a strength that we have not seen enough from him because we got him back on a two-way contract when I don't think he had any business being undrafted in 2020. So this is a person on the market who will get offers. He has a wide array of just different areas he could become pretty good at. I don't know if he'd ever be a starter, but you know, just an offensive oriented bench guy would be a major home run if you were to get that out of an undrafted guy like that. Only 20. I would have kept him just because of how many young guys are on the roster. But look, if you're looking at the perspective of veterans just being absent, Paul Watson's not a bad option. He's going to be a solid player. And I'm sure, you know, in some of these games that Mark Dagnall thrusts him into the lineup, he will be excelling. He'll, he will be dropping double digits. Um, I just know with Josh Hall, his road would not be as clear cut to where he's dropping 12 points and he's being productive. Like there'd be games where he's just scratched. There's not a lot to take away. And that's what we saw last year. But there are those games where he'd be going off and we didn't really get to see a streak of success from him all last season. So whoever's taking him on, they're going to bank on that fact of him not playing a lot and hoping that he can stay pretty damn consistent because he is a pretty damn cool archetype to have. Six foot nine ball handler, like his shot, dude can jump out of the gym. So we'll see what happens with him. You know, wherever he lands, I'll be happy for him. We saw with Omer Yurt 7, he was kind of on the bench, didn't get a real Thunder contract. He's on one with the Heat now, and he was dominant in the Summer League. So if Josh Hall goes to another team and gets a multi-year contract gets to have a lot of minutes i'll be happy for him i really enjoyed his time in oklahoma city i hope it continues we'll see what the future kind of holds with him any news with josh hall i'll keep you guys posted any news within the team i'll get you guys up to date on that as well but other than that though guys that is going to wrap up today's episode i thank you all for listening and i will talk to you all next time See ya.